strap. Digging through hoods. What hoods? Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, South Central out to the west side with side. It's California love. This California, bud. Got a gang of pub. I'm on one. I might bail up in the Century Club with my jeans on and my team strong. Get my drink on and my smoke on. Smoke weed every day. Continue podcast 2019! <laughs> Guys, I realize that we've never done smoke weed every day. We've smoke never weed every day. We've never actually done it. Which seems really profoundly unlikely. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast. My name is Anthony John Agnello. This is a podcast that is ostensibly about video games. It sounds disrespectful. It comes from a place of love. Uh, we talk about all kinds of things that we really like in a continuing conversation. With me is Susan Arndt. Hello. My nickname at work is Stu. Stu? Yes. Like like uh like the chunky soup or no like no no the... as in well, uh Stuart <laughs> because okay. yeah Bayacuez, there was actually already someone named Susan there. Wow, that's actually I... that's unusual now. Like yeah. I I feel like Susan is was like super common until 1989. And then it was just like it's the '90s. We got it. No more Susans. Oh, I, you're you're generous giving it through the '80s. No, it it, it was a '70s and before name. So I uh, yeah. So she is S one and I am S two, which uh, has more to become Stu. Stu. That's actually solid. It's it's really yeah. hard to get a good work nickname. It's true. That's a it's rare true. thing. It's a rare rare uh, rare instance. I know people who've tried to force it who've like been like, call me X. And mm. I'm like, what are you doing, man? As opposed to Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, who is deep in his soul, yeah. a Staff Roberts. Yeah, that, the nickname that I have received from work. <laughs> <laughs> Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Uh, hi. It's like the longest <clears throat> work nickname ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, uh, is it really a nickname if it's longer than your actual name? Like, does it's a it... title. It's an honorary. Honorary it's, nickname. It's, an, right. yeah. it's, it's like Japanese. It's exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, instead of, and the continue podcast, instead of senpai, we say Staff, Staff. Robert, Dave Robert. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, I got a board game for Christmas. Well, I got it for Ooh. my wife, but it was for us. Uh, it? It's called Viticulture. Okay. You grow wine. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's so tell me more. Yeah. So the whole point of the game is that you're it, it takes place over seasons and in spring you set up your workers for what time they want to go to work and if they go to work later like it's bad for you cuz like it means your turn is later <laughs> but like you get better stuff and then in spring you put all your workers on the board and they're like oh i'm going to grow the grapes and then in fall you put more of your workers on the board and like i'm going to harvest the grapes and then in winter you you sell the wine and it's just like it is the most euro game like <laughs> Can you be Maynard James Keenan from Tool? And I mean, you can, really, you can be whoever you want. I mean, I, like, so that's what, you know, we role play. I, I'm Maynard James Keenan. My wife's Francis Ford Coppola. And we pretend yes. we're like wine people who shouldn't be wine people. Uh, no, uh, like it's 
It's like, like what was that episode of Parks and Rec where, like, the guy comes up with the board game with all the cones? And oh, it's just, right, like, yeah. the parody of, like, European board game. It's like that, but it's good. Like, it's actually good. But it's very ridiculous because you have your little workers, their little meeples, and you have a grande worker. Which this you, sounds like Agricola, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, if I buy a, a trellis, I can grow more vines in a plot of land. And there's Wait, like I'm going to see if there's a digital version. A little wooden trellis figure that you put on your... <laughs> it's so dumb, but I love it. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 that's... That's what Susan, if there's not an readily available digital version of it, the thing that I'm going to tell you guys about in the back half of the show, I guarantee you there's like a hacked together simulation of it okay. that is technically not legal. <laughs> um, there, there is no digital version of Viniculture. God damn it. All no. right. So before we get before we get to like the the sweet grapes. Before we get to the wine, let's get to the vinegar. That's an hey! A-plus transition, everybody. Did you did, wait, did you introduce yourself? Yeah, I introduced myself. Okay. People know. Well, I mean, there's that, but People they know. know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jeff Goldblum's shitty cousin, Meth Goldblum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just the same thing as Jeff Goldblum, but he was only in Independence Day 2. Ooh. Um, oh! Did you guys see Independence Day two? Fuck no! Oh no. man, that is that's up there in the top five of the worst things I've ever seen in the in the theater, because it is so expensive and so bad. It literally looks like somebody got Bill Pullman out of bed, like they woke him <laughs> up. They're like, "Come on, come on! You're contractually obligated to be there." And he's like, "What? Hold on, I've been on vacation for two weeks. There's macaroni and cheese in my beard. Don't do this." And then. <laughs> He's like barely awake. They keep like there's somebody prodding him in the back with an umbrella to get him to move. It's really not good. Uh, <laughs> much like Fallout 76, as you've discovered <laughs> to your chagrin. That's that's not fair. That's that's not fair. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even sound convinced. It's not. Of what I was going to say like it's not. It's not that you're wrong. It's just <laughs> not fair. There you, <sighs> yeah. It has you, some issues. You you played Fallout seventy six over ye holidays. I'm still playing Fallout. 76. You're still playing Fallout seventy six. I, I love Fallout seventy six. You love Fallout. Wow, 76. I do. This is the I first love Fallout seventy six. Here's okay. Yeah. So as as fans of the show will recall, I had an I was playing a lot of the Long Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like a like a lot like a lot like I was dreaming about it. I would just <laughs> think about, the, but I ran out of stuff to do. There's challenges. Uh, there, there, there's the story, which I've done all the story that there is to do at this point. The next chapter is not out yet, and there's challenges, and I had done the ones that I was interested in doing. So really, all that was left was survival mode, and I'm like, that, you know what? That's fine. I'll just do survival mode because now I'm really getting good at this. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep bumping up the difficulty and I'm I'm because I'm, I'm really getting good at this. And then uh, my husband was playing Fallout seventy six. He's a very big Fallout fan. I have bounced off every version of Fallout I have tried. I've tried three. I've tried New Vegas and I tried four. Mm. And none of them stuck with me. You didn't like having Liam Neeson for a dad in three. The thing. <laughs> so I came at. Fallout via the Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. 
And it is not the Elder Scrolls with guns. Mm-mm. It's a completely different experience. It's a completely different loop. And so I wasn't getting my shinies. I was getting junk and yeah. bottle caps. And I'm like, this is, there's no magic. Goodbye. I'm out. And also the, the, the story never grabbed me. I recognize that it's well-crafted and, and, and all that, but it, it just didn't resonate with me. So I never enjoyed them. Is it well-crafted? I, I, I don't know if I can say that confidently about the Bethesda fallouts. Uh, they're, they're, those stories story are very... Wise? Three yeah. is Three is good. New Ish. Vegas is better. Yeah, yeah. New, yes, yes. See, I haven't played. I haven't played the Obsidian one. I haven't played New Vegas, okay. which I've heard is like the the narrative. It's got layers. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah, the goods. Yeah, yeah. So, so I go, but then over the holidays, Fallout seventy six was on sale, and I could get the jumped up special version for fifty five bucks. I'm like, okay, my husband plays it. Maybe we can play together. Whatever. I want. I want to find out what is going on here, and. For me, it was hitting all of those long, dark survival notes. Hmm. Same kind of feedback loop for me. Just enough story to give you a reason to go over there and go look at that thing and kill the whatevers. But not so much that you had to actually pay all that much attention. (laughs) There is an overarching story, kind of, but mostly it's little discreet quests. Some of the quests are bigger, some are smaller. They don't pertain to You meet a robot, the robot tells you to go do a thing, you go do the thing, and then you come back. That's it, right? Well, that's some of them. But, like, for example, there's there's one uh, that I just finished. It's about an actress who played – she was a a radio actress who played a comic book character in the radio version – radio adventures of this character, Mistress (laughs) of Mystery. And – after the war, she there were all these orphans, and she took in orphan girls, and she started training them to become mistresses of mystery, huh. and they would go out and fight crime. And so there's this big, long, multi, multi-section quest uh, about her story, and it's, it's very satisfying, and I really enjoyed it. So there's, there's those, and then there's the robot goes, you to go, tells you to go do a thing, you go do a thing, you come back, you get loot. Great. Okay. But for me, it was it was the loop was go get shit, build house, go mm-hmm. get shit, build house. Great. So I mentioned on Twitter that it is scratching that. Like I get it. Like I get why Fallout fans don't like it because it's not Fallout. That's always a good place to state an opinion about a video game, right? Oh, Twitter.com. Right? <laughs> yeah, this was a smart move on my part. But I'm like, okay, now having spent some time with it, I completely understand why people were disappointed because this is not the fallout experience mm-hmm. at all. And that was yeah. the, 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 and the, it was that experience that they sold people at E3. And, They're like, yeah. this is still the fallout you love just with some stuff on the side. And it's That's like, a lie. Not it's the fallout lie. aesthetic you love. It's he, the fallout universe, but it's not, it's not fallout. Yeah. It's got the, you know, the whole fifties kitsch with the, you know, the cool robots and, the Blamco mac and cheese. And all. Yeah, that's all there. And that's great. But it's Fallout the scene. So I, I opine on Twitter that, yeah, I get it. But it's it's it has much more in common with the survival mode in the Long Dark. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did Long Dark fans lose their shit on me? Wow. I'm surprised that, like, 
that they were that they were angry about that. As they though you liking insulted. something, like as as though you liking two things was disparaging them. <laughs> well, comparing the two is right. what they were pissed about. They're like, it's nothing like that. So I, I actually engaged with this one guy, and I'm so glad I did because I was like, all right. He, he was one of the few who wasn't being a complete dick. Sure. I'm like, all right. I explain to me how you feel they're different. Because here's what I'm experiencing. You're going out, you're scra- for scrounging for supplies, you're trying to survive. You have to defend yourself against things that would kill you. And you, you need to keep yourself fed and hydrated. Yes, Fallout is in a fantastic setting and the long dark is realistic. But other than that, I, you know, what, where is the difference? For, and for him... There were two main differences. One was that the long dark is only single player. You will mm-hmm. never run across another person at all. There's nothing there to break your immersion. And the other thing was that it is realistic. He really, when he plays the long dark, he really feels like he's out in the Canadian wilderness and it's him against nature. And it's this very atmospheric thing. He's like, I, and he said, I play Fallout 76 to feel like a superhero. Hmm. I play The Long Dark for the atmosphere. And I just thought that was really interesting because he and I completely agree on the mechanics of the two games. That mechanically, they're similar. I ignore the multiplayer aspect of it. Like, yeah, you know, Juggalo Fan 69 runs by and I'm like... (laughs) Well, well, no, dude, is, I'm friends with that guy on Instagram. Yeah. I'm sorry, actually, Dave, what did you say? I said I'm friends, I'm friends with that dude on Instagram. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. It wasn't Juggalo fan. It was Juggalo Whoop Whoop 69. There I'm we sorry. go. <laughs> Terribly is. sorry. Well, Don't like, want to miss How resem- often are you running into Juggalo fan 69 Whoop Whoop at this point? That was the part of the experience that I had with Fallout 76, and admittedly it was only in the first two weeks, mm-hmm. was I ran into strangers twice over the course of about mm. five hours and that was it like okay and it was just a person i saw another person yeah twice in five hours is it more like are you running into people more frequently as you play a lot um not now that the holidays are over over the holidays yes yeah. constantly and they followed me yeah no and doubt and they kept <laughs> wanting to team up with me yeah they do that. <laughs> and I'm like, please leave me alone. I am not here for you. Um, but anyway, that stuff just bounces off me. Yeah. Whereas it completely takes this guy out of the experience. And for me, the joy, the enjoyment, the thing I am focused on is that loop mm. of get stuff, make house, get stuff, survive, get stuff, have something to eat. For him, it's about atmosphere and where he is and the environment and and all that and i just thought that was really really interesting because we we are having we acknowledge we are having the exact same gameplay experiences but the things about it that matter to us are so completely different and had we not taken the time to have the conversation it would have just been i have a thought and him saying you're completely wrong yeah well i'm curious uh what what was the peanut gallery doing whenever you say all these things? Like, you know, were, were you guys able to just like, 
once you two started talking, did everybody else screaming at you sort of bounce away, or were they trying to get into what you guys were engaging no, about? No, it was a, it was just he and I were just engaged in this conversation and discussing it like adults, like adults, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, on like Twitter. The- <laughs> I, the, I know. The funny thing, and I, I promise both of you I'm not doing a bit. This is not oh a bit. But whenever I bring up Breath of the Wild, part of the reason so that much. it's frustrating is that when I say, like, oh, I have issues with it, but I still recognize it's good, nobody mm-hmm. ever wants to have that conversation. Right, right. Nobody ever, nobody ever wants to hear a an opinion that is gray. Yeah. Uh, they they want either and especially on the internet it's it's not like I like or dislike it's I love and will yeah. marry and commit blood to the church yeah. of or it's I loathe and it's so like interesting to hear that this conversation came out of you you didn't even disparage something Mm-mm. you usually that's where that's where the the real nonsense like you didn't say like I love this thing beyond reason you didn't even start at the effusive stating of an opinion you started at wow this thing is more interesting than it's been made out to be and i find it interesting because it's so similar in this way to another thing right and And they were just so offended that this thing that they loved was being compared to this thing that they that they don't like and it okay go ahead no i was just gonna say why do you think it is that people have so much trouble and like this isn't just like this isn't and like uh, like oh people on Twitter. I find that in general people have when they're talking about games, especially trouble disconnecting a conversation. Like they they can't have the conversation about theme and tone mm-hmm. at the exact same time as they have conversation about mechanics and the right. things that you do with your time. When at the end of the day. They're entirely woven together. Like, mm-hmm. you guys were able to have a conversation because you recognize all of these things were part of the same work. There is mm-hmm. no pulling out the story or pulling out the, you know, crafting system and all of a sudden having, you know, these disparate parts. You guys were able to have the conversation that, oh, here are all the different things that I respond to and that you yeah. respond to. Why doesn't that conversation happen? Well, part of it is because people don't have experience verbalizing these things Mm. you they don't take the time to think about what is it about this game that i like what is it about this game that i don't like right they don't break it down into its components they just go this game's awesome i love it (laughs) they chris farley it why is it so awesome (laughs) that's also really hard to i'm sorry uh go ahead Oh, I didn't mean uh, no, to break you, in. You, you, no, just uh, it's, it's also really hard to break through that, like the when a narrative emerges. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Like Fallout seventy six, out of the gate was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. yeah. And like, like anything to the contrary, um, you know, is met with like, well, th- this game sucks. How can you say that? Like when Metal Gear Solid five, everyone's like, oh, it's unfinished. Like, and if you try to say anything to the contrary, yeah. yeah. You're just like, well, you're a dumb person. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are 13 minutes into our first episode <laughs> no. of the year. We've got one long dark reference, one Breath yep. of the Wild reference, and one yep. Metal Gear Solid 5 reference. On brand. Let's continue podcast, y'all. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> but what this reminded me of, Anthony, was that game 
that you and I love so very, very much. Yeah, our dear, our dearest heart. <laughs> our dear friend and another Bethesda published game. The Evil Within. Mm. Now, mm. quick reminder: I love The Evil Within too. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think it's a lot of fun. Great uh, game. The first game I think is hot garbage, and here's why. Uh, it, this this brings this up because, and I had an, I had a conversation with a commenter who once again absolutely agreed with my assessment of the game. Everything I said about the game, he's like, "Yes, I agree with your review a hundred percent," and you're absolutely wrong. because what i wanted he's like your conclusion is wrong because my conclusion was old-fashioned controls uh clunky movement it just it feels like a game from the 90s it feels like the lost resident evil that someone found in a drawer and published for him that was fantastic because mm. he wanted someone to find a Resident Evil in a drawer that he had never gotten to play before because he loves Resident Evil. He doesn't want to play the same ones over and over again because he, he knows them. He wants that, but with all new stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what he got. So he thought it was fantastic. Me, I'm like, no, I want horror shit to evolve. Thank you. I want camera that works. I want good controls. I don't want stupid-ass boss fights. Yeah. Uh, you know, give me these things. We have we have progressed past these antiquated landmarks of what a, what a Resident Evil game is, air quote. Yeah. We can do better, and we should, and that's what I want. So, he, again, he and I had... We acknowledged the game is the same thing. Vastly different experiences, and we're able to understand that, although he never... <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah there was, that, that one never yeah. that one never got to the good place. That one never got to a, a place of mutual understanding and respect. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that guy had to be banned for the joystick comments. Is where that Not one ended. That particular one, no. Yeah, many others. Many others. Many others. You don't even like survival horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people accusing Susan Arndt of not liking survival horror—that was rich. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> the the whole—it's funny because even now having this conversation, I'm almost having a similar experience because I think—I mean, Evil Within is a bad game because not just because it didn't progress past old ideas. In fact, my review of that game started by saying that Shinji Mikami was pitiable for trying to recapture what he had done the first time. I mean, it was bad because it didn't work. Like, in addition to sort of calling back to all these hallmarks of, you know, 20-year-old design at that point, it it just didn't... It, none, of, none of it was made well. Like... Enemies yeah. killed you for no reason. You The yep. shooting didn't work. At the exact same time, I played Evil Within and didn't think to myself, like, this is exactly like Resident Evil. I, I played it and I was like, this is trying to, like, recreate what people thought was good about Resident there Evil. There you go. That's a really and, good way and, of and expressing it. And it wasn't it, yeah. actually Resident Evil. But then, uh, just, I, I, it was not even a... Two years later, Resident Evil 7 came out, and my very first reaction finally playing Resident Evil 7 as a finished game was, oh, this literally is just Resident Evil 7, Mm -hmm. or Resident Evil again. And... Uh, and people balk at that sometimes. People people will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's first person. Be like, 
uh, okay, sure, it's first person, but you have to slowly move room by room. You need to solve arcane puzzles. You need to very, very carefully monitor how many things you're carrying. And it's about this just constant balance of weakness and dread empowerment. Mm -hmm. Weakness, dread, empowerment. And for me, it was like mechanics and tone. And at the exact same time, I, I don't care about perspective because the perspective doesn't say, I don't think like, oh, because it's first person, it's not the same thing. Yet yep. somebody else is going to sit there and look at it and be like, it's first person, it's not pre-rendered backgrounds. You're wrong. Go to hell. Unfollow. Block. Reported. <laughs> <laughs> so on and so forth. Right, but I mean, and, and to be fair, those people's opinions are valid. Totally but valid. But I guarantee they cannot verbalize why that matters to them so much. Yeah. And like, why does that perspective matter? Why do the pre-rendered backgrounds matter? Why do you want it to look like, why is this wrong to you? Yeah. They can't actually tell you. And uh, it's so funny too, because uh, Evil Within was October of 2014. That game comes out January of 2015 was when Capcom put out Resident Evil HD, which was that glorious remake of the GameCube remake that uh the remake of the remake or the, the remake remaster of the remake, of the remake. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and that game was so goddamn good because it, it took that great gamecube version of resident evil and just was like why don't we put good functioning controls in it we'll make it look nice and we'll just give it true analog control and it was like now it works perfectly now it just like if you press left you're gonna walk left don't worry about it if you want to walk slowly tap your controller a little if you want to run, tap it a lot. And it, like there was this perfect comparison. Like, here's why Evil Within sucks right next to this other thing. And Susan, that comment section on your review of the Evil Within kept going for months. Mm -hmm. Joystick didn't exist anymore and those comments <laughs> kept going. Uh, and like, it's it's funny because nobody brought that up. Nobody, yeah. nobody spotted the point that like here is literally a remake of resident evil one and you can see the similarities between these things, but nobody's making that comparison. It's weird. That sort of blindness. Uh, how hey, do you, you just don't even like to bang the horror. <laughs> you're just not a real fan. You're not a real, you're not a real pro gamer. <laughs> you're not real pro gamers. So I, I'm as you've, so we started in this place of I love Fallout 76, which is a very strong statement. Uh, it's broken as fuck. I just want to make that very clear. Yeah. It I, is broken. The <laughs> fact that it's so broken and the fact that, like, it, it, it does have... You like post-apocalyptic things, so I can see I that do. setting appealing to you i'm surprised given how broken it is that you've stuck with it is it just like i don't i you can't have more long dark right away what is keeping you in there i okay i absolutely love the 50s sci-fi aesthetic sure the protectrons and the, you know the all the automat stuff yeah i live for that stuff and then I am a scrounger. I am the person who will go through every single chest, every single whatever. If can that can that barrel hold things, I'm gonna look in it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a hundred <laughs> wheels of cheese in my house in, in Skyrim because I'm allowed to pick up cheese. This like is my I'm, cheese house. This is this is my cheese house. 
Like I, I am that person. And now that is meaningful yeah. because like, hello everyone who plays fallout 76. I currently have about 150 screws in my, uh, my, my little kit there in my vault, in my uh, storage box. They're very hard to find. Is that, I don't yeah, really that's need, good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really need them. <laughs> so like Russ, when we play together, he'll be like, um, do you, do you have any, uh, adhesive? I'm like, yeah, how many you need? <laughs> what do you get? What do you need? You need ammo? I got ammo. Got guns? You need guns? I got, I got them. Lead? Got that too. Like I just, I just have all this stuff and like all I want is to have my little house and I have a, I have a patio upstairs. You, you go out from the bedroom onto this little rooftop patio. It's on the roof so I can sit there safely without any mutants or anything coming to bother me. And I have my jukebox and my light up cat picture and this really nice <laughs> clean couch. Right? How is there a light up cat picture? It's the apocalypse. There shouldn't <laughs> be any more light up cat pictures. Exactly. Humanity is, finds it, a way. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, that's I. I'm a simple girl. I have simple needs, <laughs> and I just I like the challenge of it's it for me. It's exploration. I get to just walk around this big old world and find the stuff that they've put in that, and then picking stuff up and making things out of it. Mm. That's my jam. Yeah. And there's just enough story. Like people have been saying, and understandably so. Part of the reason they don't engage with it, they don't that it's not clicking with them, is because Everything has already happened. Mm. If you go find a, a, a recording from someone that says, hey, gosh, you have to send help to this location, you already know they're all dead. Yeah. You know that. You are there too long after whatever happened. I like that. Mm. I don't want to have the cutscene. I just want to I just want to know the sitch. Fill me in on <laughs> the lore so that I can do that at my own speed and my own leisure. It's perfect for me. I get why other people do not feel like dealing with that because it's so thin it's a very now that i have played prey moon crash uh, (laughs) i now know part of why you respond so strongly to the world of prey now that i've seen more of it Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, you know, having only played the first couple of hours of the core game, yeah. I didn't really understand how steeped in Prey it was in real 50s sci-fi aesthetic. And it is a, like, if somebody made a video game where you had to go into the world of a 1950s science fiction television show, like an yes! actual Twilight Zone episode, and that world was real and you had to live there. That's what Prey is. And I just, I don't think anyone really knows that. Prey is the worst game in the world to try and explain to another human being. (laughs) It's a a commercial, as a commercial proposition, it's a fucking disaster. Yeah. Super interesting and super well made. But I I can see it's, it's, and like, it's, the the that fifties pop aesthetic that you get in Fallout is so overblown, and I think that Fallout seventy six it's it's a little bit more subtle than it usually is in Fallout four or mm. Fallout three because like you were just talking about like it's not as explicit you you know that that narrative stuff is it's all about implication it's all about impressions it's about you sort of filling in the gaps and I, I think Fallout fans are like why aren't you fucking Given me the meat, 
Yeah. You usually yeah. give me the meat. You just gave yeah. me bread, you assholes. Yeah, is- and that's completely fair. Yeah. Completely fair. I do not begrudge a single Fallout fan for saying this is bullshit. Because right. knowing what they were sold and knowing what they got, it is bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a bad experience, except for the fact that it's broken as fuck. Broken. Yeah. But it's also like, what are you doing? It's a Bethesda game, everybody. When when have when have any of them worked? No, no one of them has ever worked. Mm, no, sweetie, even by Bethesda standards. Yeah, no, this is broken. Well, I, I, I don't know if you guys remember this. It took me the better part of two days to even get Fallout seventy six running, and oh, eventually really? I just, I, eventually I just had to give up on the PC version. I just oh, had to, Jesus. I just had to walk away and install the PS4 version and be like, Yikes. that's what we're doing. We're walking away from this one. You know, a lot of these games where, where they come out and they're like broken, negative reception, horrible reviews, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times the developers like take stock and they go, okay, how can we fix this? And then they mm-hmm. release updates to fix it. Sometimes even like in the case of Final Fantasy XIV, they completely revamp the game. It's like a whole new friggin' thing. If they do this for 76 and like give the fans what they want, the game that they want, how like is are you gonna like it less, do you think? Yeah, probably, yeah. 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 Honestly. I mean the, the I don't really like Fallout's narrative. I don't like the people you meet in Fallout games. I don't now to be fair, I have not played the games extensively. Like I said, I just I bounce off them. I don't like I just don't, I don't like it. So if they start populating it with NPCs and actual people, which is what people want, uh, I won't enjoy it as much, no. So you'll bounce right off of it probably. Yep. Yeah, that's, yep. so, that's so interesting because I, I think there, there are a lot of people out there that are trying to find that fun right now and are finding something fun in it. And then it, if it becomes something else, I don't know. It's just, games are weird now. You know what, it's, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, it's a very similar situation to when I played No Man's Sky. I oh, love yeah. No Man's Sky yeah. from day one. Yep. I am that weirdo. If 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 there is a weird do-it-yourself crafty game with a oh. with a strange 1950s fueled world, yes. uh, Susan is going to like it when everybody else hates it. <laughs> and then Susan will be there when like two years from now everyone yeah. decides that they do like it. Yeah. Susan will, will be yelling at you that uh that she got there first. I've been telling you this for two fucking years! <laughs> telling you this the whole goddamn time. Yes. So Dave, you you were just you were thinking like if when it is fixed, when all of these things are addressed, are those Fallout fans going to have the thing that they like? The question for you in light of that is at the end of this month of January, when after 12 years, 13 years really, 13 goddamn 13 years, goddamn 13 years. goddamn years of fan art and Tumblr pages and inappropriate <laughs> Fan flash and Wikipedia posts <laughs> and message and boards. Cosplay are subreddits. Are, are the people are the people that really like Kingdom Hearts going to be yelling at each other on Twitter that you don't actually like Kingdom Hearts. You don't know what Kingdom Hearts is supposed to be. But Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't have levels that feel like they go on forever for no reason, and the jumping yeah. is good. Why? Who do they think they were? <laughs> Making good platforming for a Kingdom Hearts game. Good, that, that'll be the day. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm actually not like a Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah. Like I am. What? Pref- 
Wait a minute. Shut your face. Yes, you are. I, okay, so I appreciate them. The last game that I played in the series was Kingdom Hearts 2 on the PlayStation 2 when it came out. Like, I shit you not. No. You just played through them again with your daughter. No, I have them. I like it took me me months to like start working through them again, but I bought them thinking that I was going to get around to them someday and then my daughter's like, "Oh, I'm playing it now." And, like I'd watch her play it. Okay. But no, right. she like, was just she was just playing it on her own. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and I, like I, even I, then like she was still too young to really like get it. Same mm-hmm. with like my son, I'll just fire it up and go like, "I want to run around and swing the keyblade." And then like after 30 minutes it gets bored. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, like me I, too. I had the same reaction. Honestly. Yeah, like I never played Birth by Sleep. I haven't played Dream Drop Distance. I bounced off of the card game on the, the Game Boy is, Advance. It's bad. It's, bad. it's a bad, it's bad game. That's a bad yeah. game. It's a very bad game. Yeah, uh, and I, then Chain of Memories is I am like, I don't care who is listening to this. I know uh, Punk Rock Bob, dude, I'm sorry. Chain of it's Memories a, it's, is hot it's trash. So it is. It's garbage. It's so bad. Look, and even HD look, remake. Could I'm just... the one who likes Fantasy Star Online 3. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you, Chain of Memories is bad. <laughs> but, like, so I, I've been in, in the lead up to Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm like, okay, I need to do this. Partially because I want to, like, go on this journey with everyone else, but also because, like, it's been 13 goddamn years since Tetsuya Nomura's released a video game. And I have to see where this train is going. (laughs) So I played Kingdom Hearts 2 over the Christmas break, and it just brought up all of these memories of me being very angry uh, (laughs) like, moving out of my parents' house and playing on a PlayStation 2 and going... Why has nothing happened yet? Why am I go back, going back to these worlds to do, like, bad made-for-TV movie plots? Uh, <laughs> like, and then, because, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is a game where nothing happens until everything happens all at once. And it's just, it is the weird, densest, just blob of a video game. And it tricks uh, you. It, it Like, the emotional rush of everything happening at once is so intense yeah. That you are all of a sudden convinced that all of the space where you didn't do anything previously. Except for mattered. play through the plots of the movies again. Right. Yeah. And, and then it, it's it is a it is it is a an artifact of a time in Jap- specifically Japanese game development, uh, where you would walk two steps and you get a cutscene. Oh, and then you walk. that still happens. Like that yeah. still happens. Yeah. So so yeah, like and and that and all that does is it highlights the end game when you have to go back to these worlds to like grind out enemies to get items to like craft better weapons and stuff that there's just it's nothing there. And I'm sorry, I don't want to like insult Kingdom Hearts fans because like a lot of people love this game and like you know what? Like from a distance I appreciate it. But actually playing the thing is just okay, wait. kind wait, wait. of a what is it you appreciate about it? It's so weird. Okay. It's weird. It's just... Bri- like, the it, plot it, is bullshit. Yeah. The gameplay... Oh. Eh, okay, to be fair, in its defense, the gameplay <clears throat> is problematic because of the technology of the time. Yeah. Yes Yes and no. Yes and no. The gameplay is drawn... The, real, the biggest problem with those games is that everything is drawn out. Yeah. Everything is just drawn out to a ridiculous degree. The core of it is 
pretty solid. And it's yeah. funny when you when you okay. the ones that Kingdom Hearts fans say are the worst ones are actually the best. They're the best paced ones. If you play uh, Recoded for the DS. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Susan's yeah. out. Susan, Susan. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts recoded for the Nintendo DS, which is like Chain of Memories, the second full game Fuck that off. retells the story of the first Shut one. Yeah, but yeah. it's not actually home. retelling the story of the first one because you're a virtual Sora who's Go been plugged into Mickey's supercomputer so that you can find Eat a secret Mickey Mouse's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Inside of Jiminy Cricket's journal, but see, I like, just shove Donald Duck's junk into your face. <laughs> see, like, and, and that's 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 what I appreciate about it is that they somehow got Disney to sign on to this stuff, and it's like really earnest about how weird it is. Like, yeah. th there's no there's no irony here. They are no. all. 100% invested in making the serious ass story and I love it. I just wish I loved playing it. Mm. <laughs> and but the thing is is that like when Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, I don't know if I want that game to be that sort of like evolutionary leap or if I want it to be like a really pretty bad PS2 game because I feel like there's like a weird sort of mental divide where I feel like improving that experience as appropriate as it is, like goes against this, just the core of the series. It's kind of like, uh, I was thinking about Shenmue and how Shenmue is absolutely a video game that is coming out in 2019. <laughs> uh, hey man, below came out. All bets are off. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, I don't want that game to be pretty. I don't yeah. want that game to have good voice acting. Yeah. I don't want that game to like resemble anything made in like modern time. I want it to feel like 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 you said, like someone found a Dreamcast game in a drawer, slapped some new textures on it, and like now Ryu's Rio's off finding sailors again. Like You know, Dave. I completely agree with you. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. I don't want I haven't actually thought about it until this very moment, but no, I don't want a modern Shenmue game. <laughs> I want a Shenmue game. Yeah, you yeah. want it to be a Shenmue. Well, it's why I think all three of us look at Far Fantasy Star Online 2 and lust after it so much. Because Fantasy Star Online 2 doesn't look like an MMO that's come out in the wake of Destiny and in the wake of World of Warcraft and the Old Republic and the you know, 18 years between us and the original Fantasy Star Online, it looks like they just made Fantasy Star Online and connected it to the real internet mm -hmm. rather than the Dreamcast internet <laughs> and go play it. Go play it. Yeah, like, like it, you, you want, if you're going to continue making something, you want the soul of the thing to be preserved. And unfortunately, flaws are part of the soul. Yeah, like, so, I don't know, like, what What would you guys want out of a Kingdom Hearts 3? Like, assuming I, you want it at all. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I know, no, I will, I, I will tell you, I just want good controls and a good camera. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's all I want. And this time, this time, I think, by by all accounts from people, you're going to get that this time. Mm. Uh 
You know, Susan, you were talking about, you said to Dave, like, what is it, what is it that grips you about this? If it's bad, why are you fascinated by it? I am an unabashed Kingdom Hearts fan. I like... Yes, but you have really bad taste. I do have really bad taste. That's, that's, I mean, that's a given. That's a given. Yeah, yeah, it's factual. (laughs) Prove it by science. Yeah, I, 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 I love... Kingdom Hearts on both. I mean, like, and and I I feel like I give the false impression that I like it, like an ironic hipster that it's like it's so crazy. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> like Donald oh. Duck is running around. He like, don't got pants on. Like <laughs> no, like I remember the night that I finished Birth by Sleep and the ending of Birth by Sleep is fucking bananas. Because spoiler warning for Birth by Sleep, Dave. No. Do you mind if I spoil Birth by Sleep? Yeah, for you? fuck it, go for it. It's you, been long yeah, all right. So, like, one of the main characters... Actually, this isn't that much of a spoiler, because you've probably seen the trailers for 2.8. Like, one of the main characters is just stuck in hell. That's it. She's just stuck in the physical manifestation of anger and misery and despair. And she's just abandoned there. And it was, like, 3 a.m. I'm sitting in the couch in my studio apartment. I told my then-fiancé that I, like... I was like, yeah, I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock that it was five hours ago. Just like huddled over my PSP and practically weeping because the cumulative effect of this game, the only way to describe it is it's almost like a drug. Like when you have a cup of really strong coffee or you have aspirin because you have a backache and slowly but surely something is bodily changed in you that you didn't notice was changing oh, I hurt before, but now I don't hurt. Oh, I was tired before, but now I'm really alert. And it just seamlessly happened. All of the absurdity of Kingdom Hearts just washes over you, and then the very bald emotions, the earnestness just takes you over. Yeah, and it just, it sucks that it takes, like, the 20 hours to get to that point, because it just, (laughs) they have have to go through the Disney stories every time. And then, like, yeah. by the time you get to that the, that end point, you're like, I've been on a journey, but have you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Like, I, like I, the second character in this game, I have to fight the damn uh, Olympus Coliseum again, and Ugh. I hate it. I hate Ugh. it so much. It's bad, but you gotta do it to progress the story, and I want to do it because I want to progress that story. But, man, I don't know. I want... Like, see, and that's the thing. I want to see why people feel that way about it. Mm. Yeah. And now, so, now it's 2019 and hearing James Woods's voice is, is deeply uh, unsettling. Pleasant. It's very triggering. You, you, uh, you notice that he's like one of the only like big time actors that they seem to be getting to like come back to these Disney movies, <laughs> you know, like they always have to get like, they have to get sound alikes for Danny DeVito, but James Woods is there. James Woods is there every single he'll, time. He'll, His he'll, schedule is free. Yeah. yeah. He'll yeah. take a paycheck. He's open. Yep. He's open. I, I, that, that soul thing, Dave, that, the Shenmue question is really interesting. Like, I also, I remember when the first trailer for Shenmue 3 came out about a year ago, and people saw it, and they were like, why does the animation look like shit on the, everybody's faces? I was like, thank God it does. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I want nothing else. Yeah, at, at the same time, you know, what what for you two is the dividing line? You know, Susan with Evil Within, like, Evil Within is probably a bad example because it's a bad game. It's poorly made. Right, it, it had right. bad decisions in it. You know, what is in a 
a situation like that, when, when, what is it that you want to be replicated perfectly? Is it, does it need to feel like it used to, or does it need to be exactly like it used to? Oh, it needs to feel like yeah. it. It needs to feel like it. All right. But what does that mean? You know, like in the case of Kingdom Hearts, there is that moment where it's like, oh shit, if the camera doesn't work, <laughs> if, the, if the camera doesn't work, then everything's fine. Then it still feels like Kingdom Hearts. Right. But, well, I, when you say feel, it's, I mean that literally. I mean, yeah. feel the emotion of mm-hmm. it, right? And if the emotion you associate with, like, for example, the emotion a lot of people associate with Resident Evil is frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I can't run as fast as I want to. I can't. I'm not as nimble as I want to be. That was never the the emotion I associated with those games. So that was that was not something I wanted replicated. Mm. I want the feeling of whatever it was that hit my pleasure point. Mm. Dave. Yeah, and well, and like uh, it's like how for for me something like Final Fantasy, it's that feeling of you know solidarity against all odds. It's that feeling of like finding a cool group of people that you want to hang out with mm. and and like going on a journey with them and that's to me that's why I feel like Final Fantasy 15 did such a good job at recapturing that magic because it doesn't matter how much you change the battle system or whatever as long as you have that core fundamental feeling of like going on a quest with your friends or people that you're like aligned that's with in some so way interesting but like that's why that is not what i dig about it at all oh really well because like, yeah. that's like that's why i feel like a lot of people were alienated by 13 because every one of those characters hates each other until and the very kinda, end of the game yeah, they're all dinks every single one of them is a dink. no but, but for me what i dig about it is the tactics of the combat i want throw at me this ridiculously complex system because then it's a puzzle and I just have to figure out oh if I combine this spell with this thing and this weapon then I will do ridiculous amounts of damage like in like lightning returns oh I gotta figure out how to stagger this monstrous enemy and then I'm just doing damage doing damage doing damage I couldn't care less about the characters yeah and it's funny interesting lightning returns I like part of the reason I responded so strongly to Lightning Returns was not just because of the fiddliness of like I'm going to wear this outfit and use this weapon and do these things. It was also the antithesis of the sort of feeling of camaraderie that you're talking about, Dave. The emotional landscape of Lightning Returns is everything <laughs> is fucked forever. Yeah. And there's no way that we can fix everything being fucked forever because I'm going to live forever in defiance of all that is right and good. And really, what does that mean? Let's have long, <laughs> quiet stares at the sky. It was like somebody made something just for me. <laughs> and like, yeah, like, and all three of us all three of us fucking love that game. That game yeah. specifically, uh, which yeah. is adjacent to Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy and all these different things. Yeah. It's its own special piece, and we all respond to it in very, very yeah. different but ways. But it also, like, it took me a while to get to the to that point because I had to come to terms with my feelings about 13, yeah. see it on its own terms, and then once I made it through that journey and made it through 2 and then Lightning Returns, like, you could see it. And, like, I've, that's one of those things about hindsight. You know, you can look back on something and, you know, appreciate something that maybe you didn't like at first. Like, a lot of people hated Metal Gear Solid 2. 
because yeah. it didn't get to play a solid snake. Right. And now a right. lot of people are like, hey, it's the best game. It, it, but it's not. The best game is Metal <laughs> Gear Acid. No. Uh, <laughs> the card game. Um, that's that iPhone game with the... It's, that game's bad. No. Uh, so, yeah, like... I get, you know, f- f- it's kind of an easy sort of end point to come to, but it's important. Like all these these games mean so many things to different people, and you know, trying to make one game to appeal to everyone, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like you just gotta take things for what they are. Stop projecting yourself so much onto the things that you do, and ask questions yeah. of, of people who disagree with you. Of, of people that disagree with you and yourself. Ask yeah. questions in general. Dear dear hearts in the And then crowd. yell at them a lot and block them immediately. Just, just curse them out. <laughs> Re- mis- when you're yelling at them, misspell your as many times <laughs> as you can. Just use it where you do the wrong spelling and wrong usage. <laughs> you are wrong! Y-O-U-R. Why you are. There you go. Why you are. That's the, the spelling. You're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, so speaking of feeling and the feeling of a game that we play, uh, I'm so excited that you guys were talking about these agricultural board games because it is <laughs> very relevant to what I've done with the vast majority of my gaming time since our last episode. Uh, over the break, I tried to very... Uh, pointedly limit screen time the only things that i really played video game wise were i finally finished dragon quest 11 which holy shit is that worth it that's a whole other discussion we can get three or four episodes out of that it's so good uh, <laughs> and and a little bit of that prey moon crash uh you haven't finished it have you i have no 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 no, no. you've only gotten one person through the simulation no 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 i've gotten three people through the simulation oh all right uh and that third one was hard <laughs> Moon Crash gets really, really hard, really, really fast. Yeah, uh, yeah the first one is like a cakewalk. And I was like, yeah. why are people talking about this being hard? You're dead. Oh, balls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the thing that I've spent the most time playing is a game, game in air quotes. This is an audio format called Tabletop Simulator. And Tabletop Simulator is not actually a game. It is a space. I love playing board games, and I do not have anyone to play them with where I currently live. And the idea of like going to my spouse, like you did, Dave, and being like, let's fucking be vintners, uh, is not... <laughs> that's just not going to happen <laughs> ever in a thousand fucking years. You get little meeples. It's great. Like I, I would people. love a meeple. It's just it's that is not an option in my life. Uh, and my my very best friend in the world is somebody that I used to play board games with. We would do like one on one board games, and you know he lives six hours away now. And so all of our gaming, we have like a standing game time every week on Wednesday nights. And for the past year and a half, it's always been a shooter. Or uh, him trying to convince me that I'm going to like an MMO one day. It's not going to happen. I've tried. Uh, we played a lot of FF14 and Old Republic. They're both interesting, but eventually they're like, and now go into town and start building up your relationships with these merchants. And I'm like, go fuck yourself forever. <laughs> uh it, But I was like, let's play a board game. And so I've been desperate to find a digital board game 
that we could play and that really actually feels like playing a board game. I wanted it to feel like you feel when you're in the room with somebody playing a board game. And that is not an easy ask. Uh, we went and tried to find the old Xbox Live version of Catan. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's gone. Try, trying to intentionally play that game with somebody in 2019 is not easy, kids. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, not not the easiest thing in the world to do. And, but even that is, it's like a little too spacey. Like, Catan just takes on like this really sort of I, well, I don't know if you guys remember playing that game, but you're like everything. I played the fuck out of that game. Played it for hours. Yeah. But it's like it's so easy to just keep going that you get lulled into this feeling of like, oh, one more game, longest road, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sheep for bricks, yes. It's it loses that feeling that you get of playing it in person where you're like, all right, let's everybody take a break. Let's go to the kitchen. Let's, you know, have a drink. Yeah, that that feeling of fatigue. Right. Setting in once you finish like a two hour game. Exactly. 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 And so I kept like we kept trying different things. Like I we tried the Witcher adventure game. Like this digital board game. Hot garbage. That game is, by the way, (laughs) hot fucking trash how how dare they put the name witcher on this <laughs> fucking egg that they laid in existence and like it is ostensibly like four people are playing at the same time you don't interact at all you might as well just be playing solitaire next to each other really it's garbage oh, uh no yeah not good you get you get none of that witcher flavor from any it's not good and so my my buddy who I play games with is like I'm gonna do digger, I'm gonna dig deeper, and I'm gonna find us what we need, and so he finds Tabletop Simulator, and Tabletop Simulator is more like, like, it's IRC for goddamn board games. You turn on Tabletop Simulator through Steam, and then there are just hundreds, there are thousands of servers. Of people playing everything from as basic as, you know, checkers all the way up to Zombie Side, which is the like board game that we've been playing together. And what people do is they make their own homemade assets of actual board games. So it's scanned manuals, it's oh, like wow. okay. re- like three D like people will go and build their own three D tokens. Of everything and like exacting like it is it is all of the pieces that you will find in the box and depending on how well the people that made them are you know it might not work that great but other times it's just it's an interface of mouse clicking on something and like picking that up or like if you have a deck of cards you have to right click and say change state of card and it'll like shuffle to the next one or the next one. So there's like all of these hurdles that you need to get past. But once you do, you have what you see on the screen is a virtual table. And it's like superimposed on like a fake background. So you can just choose a random image of a space inside of Tabletop Simulator. So like we see just like a, a 3D image, like somebody went with a 3D camera and took a picture of an empty warehouse. And so there's a polygonal table in a real rendering of a warehouse 
And then the actual board game is laid out on the table like you would want it to. And then there are all kinds of mods that you can throw in on top of it. So my buddy found a mod that is a YouTube window. So you can just throw a YouTube window off to the side of your table and have like a stereo in the room, whatever music you want. Or you could put on a movie. Uh, Unbreakable was free on YouTube. While, <laughs> so we just like had Unbreakable on in the background while we played this great zombie board game. And we just started playing. And so we, we like that's we just got neck deep in this old zombie board game. You would love this game, Susan. Zombie side. It's yeah, uh, it's great. You, you have a board. It's like dozens upon dozens of different scenarios. Every single character has, uh, you know, specific skills. You're dealt whatever their specific skill or weapon is at the very beginning. And then you have to achieve whatever the uh, goal is for that specific board. So it's like, all right, well, we need to get these supplies and get them back to a helipad. And then you go block by block by block through, you search, you fight zombies. And as every single time you kill a zombie, you get an experience point. And after, say, 10 experience points, you've leveled up. Now you're yellow level, which means way more zombies spawned at the beginning oh, of every wow. single turn. Okay. Really cool stuff. But like... What's so special about Tabletop Simulator is not that it let me play this board game in a reasonable but somewhat awkward digital space without there being, like, the big official digital space. It gave me the feeling that you get playing board games with people without physically being there, which I've never seen done. And it's yeah. so... I, I, I don't know what it is. It's It's almost something that I feel like has been missing through all multiplayer gaming to me. The feeling of sharing space with somebody as much as sharing an experience with them. And I'm wondering if you guys have ever found anything even remotely similar because this was entirely new to me. It didn't feel like a second life or an MMO where like everybody's in a common space, but they're all still like you're all ostensibly engaged in the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Being in Tabletop Simulator, you still have that, that weird thing of when you're playing a board game with somebody, everybody's not like totally focused just right. on the game. You're living. You're like sitting there like, fuck it, I'm going to get pretzels. Fuck it, I'm going to like go to the bathroom. Like, it's, you get to drift in and out. And it was right. it's so amazing how this captures that. Yeah, I don't know if anything has captured that. Like, like there was that Netflix thing that they tried to do, that Xbox tried to do, where you could like stream movies with people. Right. That is something but, that I thought of the 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 Xbox Live attempt of being like, you guys can have your avatars and try to mystery science theater these things. Yeah, but even then, it was like only a couple movies. Yeah. And like it was really short lived. It just didn't last very long. And like, like all my friends, like I don't really play games online. And all my friends are like, we th at that time we were all living in the same state, so sure. or the same city. So it was just just watch a movie like in the room together. <laughs> like it's fine. Um, right. But yeah, like there's that, or like I know VR tries to do some stuff with like like the virtual movie theater spaces, but like that that's it's it's a hard thing to replicate with the game because like 
there's no, there's usually no external experience. Like, like the, the only thing analog that I could think of would be like, if someone made a virtual arcade yes. that you could yeah. walk around in and play games together, but like no one's tried to do it on that scale. No. Like th- there was like the game room, but mm-hmm. still it wasn't like a multiplayer thing where you hung out in a chat room. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. PlayStation. Home yeah. yeah. You don't see a representation of your friend. Do you? No, 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 no. There's and that matters. Oh, that matters. That's, it's okay. I agree. I agree completely because I, that's why I find VR social experiences so fucking alienating. Mm-hmm. Like I find that entrapping. You know, if I, yep. if like in yep. VR and all of a sudden, like there's like the weird gawky mannequin of somebody else like that, it, it throws me out of it. It reminds me of how gross and, but some like there is like, you'll see a screen name, like you'll see your steam handle and whatever yeah. your steam avatar is. And that personalization is enough. Like that makes it feel like that person is there. Right. Yeah. Right. Because here's like when, when my husband and I play fallout 76 together, I can see his character mm-hmm. in front of me. When I see that character and then I hear him speak, it puts distance. Yeah. Because that's my husband's voice, but that's not my husband that I'm looking at. So if and I and I real and I feel like the lack of environment in your tabletop simulation is helping. Because if you were if you if it was like Hearthstone and all you saw was the board, mm-hmm. Then again, distance. But if you feel like you're in this empty space and you're looking at a board, then I, I, I feel like that's yeah. pulling the key components from the real life experience and keeping the actual physical distance between you. Yeah. And it's like there's an interesting thread that is sort of going through all of our experiences with games over the past couple of weeks. Yours with Fallout, yours with Kingdom Hearts, Dave where there are all these things that all three of us have run into that are, are if you describe them without context, sound awful. They sound like things that nobody wants to experience. <laughs> oh, I've been playing this broken-ass game that kind of has yeah. these elements that are, are from a better game. And, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 there's this thing that I had to play for 40 fucking hours watching a teenager cry onto Mickey Mouse's shoulder and yet I keep doing it. And here I'm like, yeah, it's it's super awkward to play board games through this thing. Like sitting there like you when you when you kill a zombie in the zombie game, you have to drag it over to a graveyard and getting the simulator to actually sense that you've dragged it to where you want to drop it is fucking impossible. <laughs> but somehow every little element that makes it more uncomfortable to play less convenient to use makes it far more powerful and evocative of the feeling that I was looking for in the first place, which is nuts, which doesn't make any it's sense. Not, though. Think about it. Okay. Let's say you want to play Monopoly. Right. What's the first thing everybody says? I don't want to be the banker. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's pain in the ass and it's all the, it's all the fiddly shit that nobody wants to deal with. Like playing a real board game, whether it's something like a Monopoly or something more advanced with lots of miniatures, there's bullshit involved. Yeah. There's just fiddly bullshit, whether it's shuffling <laughs> cards or, or, or counting money or, or like figuring out dice rolls or consulting the rules. There's fiddly shit that, that breaks the flow. Yeah. 
So that's if you wanted to feel like a real board game, you've got to have that stuff. Yeah. Which is counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive, but man, it like it felt so much better than playing the goddamn Witcher board game and seeing like these lushly animated dice like tumble and flourish onto the screen. And then be like, a bear killed you, Geralt. And I'm like, ah, again. Because, yeah, like, and, and it's interesting because we are in this, like, weird, like, not weird, but we are in a board game renaissance, not mm-hmm. just physically, but digitally. Like, a lot of these companies are making, like, really well made digital versions of their games. Like, you could go on Steam and get Pandemic, mm-hmm. or you could get Kalis, or you could get uh, Twilight Struggle and, you know, play that against your friends. Like, they have multiplayer built in. Um, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, the same. same. Well, I, I honestly, I think uh, you guys should install a Tabletop Simulator, and we should absolutely do an episode that is us playing yes. something. Yeah, yes, I, which I think, I think is amazing. I think I have a code down. for that. I think I have that on my Steam account. So yeah, I would absolutely do that. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll do it. We'll we'll pick a. We'll watch the Super Mario Brothers um, motion picture in the background in Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> It'll be a three, multiple levels of multiple leveled episode. I am, I am so here for this. Uh, yes. Wait, does it work on Max or no? I don't know. I mean, mm, I, I considering know. how fiddly and Probably mod based okay. it is, I'm, I'm going to okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, everybody, uh, I think that brings us on home. And Dave is going to now thank the people that make this happen. We are a Patreon-supported show. And I, I cannot thank every single human being who does back this show enough. It means the world. Uh, it's much harder for us to do this show these days than it was uh, not that long ago. Um, and it, it, it really helps. It really helps make it keep going. Uh, for anyone that doesn't back us, our Patreon page is patreon.com slash continue podcast. And if you want to give us a dollar, that's amazing. If you don't want to give us a dollar, share the show. Just tell people to listen to it. If you've enjoyed this, that means the world. Or go to iTunes and leave a review. If, however, you back us at $10 or up, you get a little shout out on the show. And Dave Roberts has those shout outs yes. for you right now. Special shout outs to Ryan Brady, Nick Grugan, Double... Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Peter, Ryan Mance, Derek Sanskrit, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Francisco Arias Guimaraes, Kalen Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Bullet Bobom, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. It means the world. Yay. Uh, oh, uh, and Tabletop Simulator is available on Mac as well. Tight. Oh, my God. So. Uh, yeah. And if you want to follow us on the internet, uh, we update when a new show is out on our Twitter feed. That's twitter.com slash continue pod. You can also go to our website, which is continuepodcast.com. Dave Roberts, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at David Robots, and you can also find me in our Discord channel. $5 backers get access to it, and I'm there all the time. I hang out with people. We talk about weird stuff. It's, it's really fun. It's normal. Like, 
when I when I take a vacation and I try to like undo screen time, I find myself missing the Discord like really really badly. <laughs> like when I come back, I'm like, ah, oh, everybody's here! Thank God, it's still going. I love this yeah. happening. Who wants yeah. to talk about Godzilla? Yeah, Bob it's wants to people. talk about Godzilla. Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, and you can also find me in the Discord channel. I try to hang out there every day for at least a little bit, although I sometimes have to do work, which sucks. <laughs> jobs on a bunch of... No, right? Jobs. Uh, bunch of jorbs. Bunch of jorbs. Speaking of which, you guys can find me every single day at escapistmagazine.com where we have wonderful things. Just today I published an essay about how VR makes you experience the opposite of ego death, which is just the kind of pitch that I'm like bringing to the world. Susan's just shaking her head. <laughs> that is like, it's not the most Anthony pitch. The most Anthony pitch would be something like how Blackthorn right. makes you experience the opposite of ego death. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, Susan, the article does begin by talking about how a VR remake of a Japan-only PlayStation 1 okay, FMV game... there it is. There it there is. It is. I yeah. got you. I got you covered. There it is. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, think I'm branching out or something? You think this is some kind of crazy new bullshit? Nah. Uh, you all also, Ubisoft all the time for Anthony. That's me, everybody. <laughs> Ghost Recon fan number one is what's tattooed on my thigh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at a John Agnello. All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye.